You're listening to the Mother of All Solutions, stories from mums as they navigate their return to work. With me, Laura Broderick. My name is Kate Burt. I am a mother of two little ones, three and a half year old Lois, eight month old Lenny. I'm on maternity leave at the moment from my job as a writer on a website. And I know Laura through our brilliant book group and that's why we are discussing the Pregnant Then Screwed book and the new chapter, which covers the pandemic. I remember I was, um, we were in the Zoom phase when I was, my pregnancy started showing. And I did wait until fairly late you know obviously before the legal limit I don't really know why I just Mm. felt that it was home life and personal and I didn't have to tell anyone until I was ready and so yeah Yeah. I did wait and you know shoulders up upwards on zoom chats and yeah yeah (laughs) but you brush your hair for the zoom I did brush my hair yeah (laughs) that was before Lenny arrived (laughs) I know I've gone on a bit of a tangent there (laughs) But also thinking what you said about um, the pressure being off a bit to host and entertain. I'm sure it probably is different again if it was your first child, whereas Lenny was your second child. I mean, I can imagine if it was your first baby and you were home alone, maybe the benefit of your partner being around more could have come into play. But, you know, lack of access to other groups with other parents in or midwives coming to meet you in person Um, you being able to see your immediate relatives not being worried about older relatives catching covid if they travel to see you all the things that so much stress Mm. and yeah with the second it's less Mm. but I really felt for people I knew who were having their first child and just so isolated that point when you and Hannah started job sharing together was actually around about the time I was launching Mother of All Solutions as a podcast and I was going back to work after my second child so my youngest is pretty much the same age as your eldest. Oh gosh lovely. Maybe we need job sharing play dates right? Exactly oh my goodness exactly any opportunity (laughs) to to tandem parent I'm all for yeah definitely. (laughs) You We're talking about how you and Hannah started that job share process. Yeah. And I've alluded to your growing family situation and work situation. So keep telling us your your story and where you've been and what you're up to. Yes. So there's a bit of an interesting kind of segue because um, I then went off on maternity leave. So Hannah and I job shared for about a year and I went Mm. off on my second maternity leave. And... um, you know, you get to a point where when one job sharer goes or something happens, there's a bit of a question mark over well, what, what happens mm. to the other one. But thankfully, because our job share worked so well, um, our business supported the recruitment of another job share partner to support Excellent. Hannah. So there was a maternity cover for me. And I think the really interesting point about that is that um, Hannah and I, yes, we had worked together. We were friends. We had a great dynamic. We had complementary skills and some very similar skills. And um, the other lady who came in to cover my maternity leave had completely different skills. Yeah, yeah. Didn't know Hannah, didn't know me, um, 
but the job share worked equally well. And I think it's yeah, an important yeah. point to really make because people can often be put off by the chemistry between Hannah and I. And it's lovely mm. in a way to be able to appear today alone because we do we're a bit kind of the ant and deck of job sharing is what some people call <laughs> us and we finish each other's I like your Geordie references there yes. was that for me <laughs> <laughs> I should have said it is for you um but yeah it's it, I think it can be quite off-putting when people see our mm. chemistry and they say oh well you know it works well enough for you because you were friends first and actually that relationship with my maternity cover just demonstrated really well how that's not necessary but with the right kind of values, work ethic, um, with your goals aligned in the same way, job sharing can work equally well, whether you yeah, know yeah. somebody ahead of time or not. Exactly. Yeah, it's not job sharing for friendship. It is job sharing for work. And the friendship's a, a benefit and an extra layer of, you know, value to it. But as you say, you know, you can still have a fantastic working relationship and not be that dynamic duo that of course we love the fact that you and Hannah are but it doesn't have to be that way for for every job share does it no and you know there is a, another element to it which is that when you job share sadly you often only have one crossover day so you don't have yeah, much yeah. time together yes that's true so it doesn't really matter in the same way that you're not best friends seeing how you can give yourself space and sort of celebrating ourselves and being proud of our accomplishments on yeah. a day-to-day -day easy level not just thinking we've achieved the production of something great or a big adventure somewhere you yeah. know just that sort of day-to-day sort of achievements is and is isn't that quite poignant on mother's day like just it sit is and just go I just lay in bed this morning and I was like, wow, I grew, I grew these two incredible humans and isn't it an honour to have done that? And yeah. I feel so proud of, you know, all of us just sat in our pyjamas. <laughs> I'm really not fussed if we make it out of the house today. But um, yeah, I think it sounds a bit cliche to appreciate the finer points yeah no we should we but should that's where we're at I've had this really strong feeling um I remember when I had my eldest I had this really strong feeling when I went back to work of I don't really feel like I'm doing my job properly. I'm not giving 100% to my job, mm. but I'm putting my daughter into yeah. nursery for three or four days a week. So I feel like I'm not giving 100% to her either. And I think that that, that feeling yeah. starts when you are pregnant and having to take time off to go for these appointments. You feel like... You're, yeah, the guilt and, and kicks it's, in. Mm. it's not fair yeah. that we... Yeah. You know, so many of us feel no, this no. way. I think we'd always just had it in our head that we would do something similar to how we did it with our eldest. So she was nine months old when I put her into nursery and I think it was like three, day, three days a week okay. and I went back to work. Um, and I think the nursery that we put her into, so we're talking you know, 10 years ago now, um, but I think I think mm. it was like £55 a day. Um, and so three days a week, £55 a day, okay. I went back to my job um, working in an office in London. Um, and that seemed like, OK, we can manage this. Um, and then uh, mm. last year I was looking into 
um, how much it would cost to send my twins to the same nursery. So same nursery, you know, right the corner mm-hmm. from where we work, sorry, from where we live. Um, and I discovered that it had gone yeah. up to £100 a day and there was no... Oh, quite, that's quite, quite a, joke, a joke, I mean, right? it did, to be fair, when, while, my, while my eldest was there, it did increase incrementally and it was about £75 a day by the time she left. Yeah. Um, so it's now £100 a day, no sibling discount. So I was like, oh, well, we'll get a sibling discount, surely. No, no sibling discount. No sibling discount. I, I, yeah, that's what I would have assumed. No. So £100 mm, a day. That would be a basic, I And it was thought. something like, I think mm. you had to have them booked in for a minimum of, of two and a half days a week. But if my husband wanted to go back to okay. teaching, um full time it would have cost us over four thousand pounds a month and it would be fifty two thousand pounds a year ah. fifty two thousand pounds a year if oh they were going full time oh my and goodness. newsflash teachers don't earn well most teachers don't earn fifty two thousand pounds a year you know um and no. it's one of those things like you know i at the time i was thinking you know fair enough you know we've got twins and but even if it was one of them that would have been twenty six thousand pounds a year and that's still an incredible amount of money to spend um you know my husband still wouldn't have been breaking even if he'd gone back to work after tax he still would have been at a loss yeah um so so yeah we decided not to not to put them in oh. nursery and he's still he's still not working he's still off and and um, looking after them. Mm. So he's still doing full-time childcare. Ellie and myself, uh, we both work full-time. And yeah. it is that constant, that hecticness um, yeah. pushing you forward. And the idea of trying to keep your children in the meadow. And sometimes maybe acknowledging that it's that we need to do potentially more so kind of this it chimed in with me um there's an earlier section in the book where there's a um a really sad chapter where it made me cry actually where someone's uh wife died just afterwards but they were saying uh, after birth but they were saying that one how um they really were planning to reassess their lives about trying to redevelop the sense of work life balance yeah, yeah um especially with that idea i mean and they weren't linked obviously but which really chimed with the idea of the the meadow and the and the race course and mm. it's made me and ellie begin to have start to have those conversations oh, about okay. whether we think that we are doing the right thing in just just trying to we, we provide for our children in terms of we pick them up we give them feed that we feed them we clothe them but are we giving them enough space um in the meadow yeah. so there are times when in our lives when we pick them up from nursery uh, a half five and that gives us uh, an hour and a half to get them home through the bath bedtime story rushed and then yeah. we, we get on with our lives yeah um, yeah yeah and oh. is, is is that is that the right is that the right thing um oh it's what goodness. we it's what it's what we do at the moment mm. um but maybe it's time to start trying to think about where our priorities lie it's fantastic because it i think obviously i came to hear of the onion collective through the east key development in the community space but hearing the story of you as the mothers working in a town and developing yeah. things for a town based on what the community was telling you is is so 
like I don't know what the word is inspiring really (laughs) Um, so I think yeah just hearing how you did it and hearing how you like you know lots of people have nice ideas Mm. but making them a reality is something different right you guys obviously kept the pace and did you still I'm going off on a tangent but did you still feel that driving force of like friendship and motherhood was still very very much a part of that I I mean Mm. I guess we really got to know each other in a way that often friends don't so we really are super aware of each other's strengths and weaknesses and Mm. I guess I guess all humans are part wonderful part slightly Mm. irritating Oh, yeah. and like, that's just the way it is right and that's normally as friends yeah. you just get to see the wonderful part and you can ignore the irritating but work colleagues you can't you have to mm. see it accept it acknowledge it move on mm. so we've had to yeah. go through that journey of really understanding each other and being okay with with the stuff that we're not so good yeah, at yeah. and balancing like luckily I think that's part of the thing about being a collective where we're all really different is that we're all mm. good at different things and we're all bad at different things and then that makes the whole stronger. Yeah, um, yeah. And I also made an... That that was what I was hoping you were going to say because I think that's, you know, really strong message about motherhood and friendships mm. and a time in your life. So I think that's really strong. Um, but what I'd assumed, because the East Key development is quite arts based I thought you were going to say oh we're a collective of artist mothers like I thought that was whereas actually you're no. I'm sure you've got interests yeah. but actually your backgrounds are much broader I had no idea you were going to say you're like co-director used to live in a zoo you know I mean, <laughs> yeah. this, this, I mean so you yeah. know I think actually there are I mean I'm very interested in the arts and there are artistic motherhood groups that I've also come to learn about mm. and see their work online and that's equally as fascinating but the fact that actually your narrative together as a group is different again mm. is really interesting to to un- take some of those layers off and learn about yeah. and um, you don't all have to be the same no. which you know sometimes you feel like oh you know these are the the women that do this or the women that do that or that's their skill set or they're the ones that you know know about books or they're the ones that you know make money (laughs) whereas actually you guys have got (laughs) this whole mix just come together Mm. exactly yeah I think we need more of that okay hi my name's Kate Burt I am a mother of two small people, one eight months, one three and a half, Lois and Lenny. And I'm currently on maternity leave from my job as a writer on a website. Okay. And then do one that's maybe a little bit more informal, like, you know, you live locally. Oh, okay. And, yeah, yeah. The and book, you're part of the book, book group. club or something. Yeah. Yes, that so would be better. One, so we've got one more formal, one yeah. more informal, and I'll see which one fits best. Okay, yeah. Hi, my name's Kate Burt. I am a friend of Laura's through our book group. Uh, we live locally. We've both got two small children. Uh, has a, one of hers is slightly larger than um, my eldest. And uh, no, sorry, you're beginning. But don't, don't go into me. Just okay, fine. Yeah, but the beginning yeah. was really nice. Hi, my name's Kate Burt. I 
am a mother of two, a three-and-a-half-year-old Lois and an eight-month-old Lenny. I'm on maternity leave at the moment, and I know Laura through our brilliant book club. And we have um, previously talked about a book that we all read in the book group, Pregnant and Screwed by Jolie Brearley, and she has just added a chapter for the new issue of the book, which covers the pandemic and how lockdown has affected mothers and that's what we're talking about one more time without all the stuff about the book no no a little bit of that but shorter yes um yeah i thought so easy to ramble isn't it (laughs) and you're like why am i saying this stop no you're doing that